week on Vinyl Analysis, we look at 1985's The Power Station album. This record did so much than just highlight Power Station. This was a big part of me going out discovering Mark Bolin. Cool. Was the Bang of Gong Get It On? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was when I was like, this is awesome. What is this whole T-Rex thing? This isn't a Duran Duran record. This is a great rock album. Vinyl Analysis. I am your host, Arch Madness. Along with me, producer Greg Hansberry. What's up, Greg? Yo. Yeah, Greg. And special guest today, radio personality, Trisha Moore. <laughs> Trish, <laughs> how are you? Hello, I'm good. <laughs> oh. And let me just tell you what we're going to talk about, and then, then the train will come off the tracks. We're going to talk about the Power Station album, released March 25th, 1985. Okay? So this was like... It was as a super group, as we found out later, because we kind of learned who some of the pieces are. You got two dudes from Duran Duran, Robert Palmer, who was making a, a kind of a comeback before and, Addicted to Love, right? This was yeah, this, this would is have been when spearheaded that yeah, the whole Riptide yeah. album, and then you had Tony Thompson, the uh, drummer for Chic, and then then and mm. the guy that produced it was also in Chic and Nile Rogers, and you can tell the whole vibe through this whole thing. But anyway, the reason we have this is because <laughs> Greg. There was this thing in the 80s, okay? Okay. There were these these girls, and they were Duran Duran girls, And we okay? had, like, really big hair, and we loved them. Let me say this. <laughs> the Duran Duran girls, you had a better chance of making out with. The Cure girls were all uptight. <laughs> totally they uptight. Were, they were wearing black makeup and, and just black everything. But the Duran Duran girls... They would. They they, they were good. They were lucky. They were a little. Yeah. That's yeah. because we actually base. wanted to get to a point where we could make out with a boy instead of pretending it was John in our pillow. Oh. <laughs> Let's get nuts. honest here. So, d- d- Duran. And look, you brought. She brought. She brought pictures. Yeah. Look, look lots at this, of them. Greg. Look at all these. These. These were pictures that wow. you, know, you would cut have... out these and put them on your wall. Oh, there you go. I have the Duran Duran silk screen. From Seven and the Ragged Tiger from now, 1984. How many balloons did you have to pop at the fair to get that? Because <laughs> I still I still have my Van Halen mirror. <laughs> exactly. Damn right. Yeah. yeah. Three balloons was the answer to that. Three right? balloons. <laughs> well, the I carnies haven't... loved us girls, so we didn't really uh, have to try too hard. Duran Duran. Oh my God, what a time, mm-hmm. huh, Trish? What a time. Oh my gosh, I was 15 years old in 1985, and what I mean. Let's be honest. It was like the time of your life back then. I'm so glad that we got to grow up in the 80s. Me too. Me too. We're mm-hmm. spoiled. We, yeah, we were spoiled. Big time. We were big time spoiled. And I grew up in Elkins, West Virginia, and I know you grew up down the, the road from me. Oh, so yeah. it was like growing up hillbilly was the best thing ever because you got by with everything. Especially if you got MTV. <laughs> to, be a, to be a hillbilly, but yet, to be part of the Appalachia... Uh, culture, but still get MTV. <laughs> oh, my dude, my boyfriend Mike Pizzino, his dad. Oh, um, kind of had, party he has. Yeah, he, his dad got the first. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> 
Mm-hmm. El Camino. I don't know, Casino but you know drove what? the Camino. He always wore girls, 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 the T-shirt from Motley Crue. There's actually a picture of him in our yearbook with that. He was super cool. But he was the first one to get a huge satellite and get MTV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody wanted to be at Mike's house. See, that's awesome. Plus... After hours, his buddies wanted to be at Mike's house because mm-hmm. guess, what, guess what they showed on when you got that big, exactly. oh, the big dish, and then you had was that a big Four dish? Four wheelers and big dish. Yeah, happy to see me. But those were that was also the beauty of having a dish back in the eighties. Totally, you know, you get some of that, some that of that late night. Yeah, yeah, man. I got you. I got Meanwhile, you. Yeah. I was I was working at a country radio station actually at the time and watching Friday night videos and dreaming about being Debbie Gibson. Oh, and this a glimpse. Trisha Moore. <laughs> Not too far off. Now, now see, Trish, Scary. what I say, I say radio personality because, and I, I say this every week, but we're big in like Switzerland and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. So that's why I don't really say where we're. I mean, every <laughs> once in a while, I'll say we're based in Columbus. Yeah, Ohio. I need to give a shout out to my friend Boz, who listens in the Netherlands, actually. Oh, right on. Boz, Boz. Boz huh? Mm-hmm. What, yeah. uh, what's Boz do? Told you we're only going to talk about this record like ten yeah. percent, <laughs> and that guy will leave a comment and yeah. say we're idiots. But go ahead. We are so idiots. what's what's Boz's? We can be deal? whatever we want because we have a microphone. That's right. Yeah. What's Boz's? What's Boz's story? Boz is a college professor mm-hmm. and can basically take sabbatical whenever he he wants. And Boz is gay, and I love him. I met him one year at Putin Bay. He came into town for to hang out with a friend of mine. Okay, and they were pen pals since they were in high school. Pen pals. You ever and, heard of them, yeah. Greg? <laughs> That's a whole other, that's a whole other thing in the 80s. You're getting schooled today, buddy. Right. Um, but anyway, so he came. They finally got to meet face-to-face. And my friend Gobel, where does he take him? He takes him to Putin bay to be with us at this fall festival at the Island Aww. Club. And it was deba- debauchery. Just de- Is it debauchery or debauchery? I, don't, I said debauchery. De- debauchery? I, I, I do. Well, you're from, you're from West C-H? Virginia, bro. It's good. <laughs> call it whatever the hell. I'm, that's amazing. Yeah. You got all the syllables Thank out. I mean, you. we're so we're so challenged in that anyway. <laughs> I learned so much in radio. Isn't that great? It really, it, it learned us how to talk, it right? It did. I'll, I'll ask Siri here. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. How so, do you pronounce debauchery? Here's what I found on the web for how do you pronounce debauchery. She Ooh, said baltery. She sure did. Siri just wanted to say ball. <laughs> well, well, hey to Boz. Uh, I hope he sticks around and listens yeah. to our show throughout the uh, the, the six-month run of it. It's going to be... <laughs> We've got our fingers crossed. We're about three months in already. So we're going to work our way to Power Station. Okay. Because, and look, I'll be honest with you, Trish. This was a record, and I had this, uh, this record store. It was called River City Records. Okay. <laughs> And I basically, from through the mid-80s, I lived there, especially in the summertime. I yeah. would go after school, but I, these guys were so cool to me. I learned so much more about music. They're the ones that really told me about Robert Palmer. They're the ones that really told me about T-Rex mm-hmm. and said that this might be something I'm interested in and not to... And just kind of get past that the dudes from Duran Duran are in well, there. Well, and that's the thing, you know. Because I, I was a headbanger. That's that's what Still I think am. happened with with Power Station more so than Arcadia, which was the other side project right. with Duran Duran. But that was like Nick Rhodes and Simon, and they still had the glam rock thing going on. But with this, with Power Station, I think it legitimized them as musicians more and kind of solidified the fact that if you were a guy, you could listen to this and get by with. It not be it, with there being two members from Duran Duran. It was still tough. It was still tough. Exactly. Now I had to get through my neighborhood. 
a lot of times, and, and, and we all knew when somebody was coming back from River City Records, you'd have the bag, <laughs> yeah. right? right? You're on your bike, which was a, a 10 speed at this point, <laughs> and you you stopped and you showed them what you got. Right. Right. This was one of the ones. There was a handful of records that I just kept going. <laughs> they were yelling at me to What'd stop. You What'd you get? I'm like, subs, Iron Maiden. You know, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't even yeah, make yeah. eye contact. It's it's live Iron Maiden. It's 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 you know, it's a It's Ozzy. It, yeah, it's Ozzy. <laughs> Nothing just, you'd know. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> but what a great record. And 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 Trish, what got you before we get to this in kind of a deep way, what got you to Duran Duran? What got all what got the hell was into you guys what what happened well it was, it was Beatlemania man yeah, it was it totally was and I think that I, I met I met so many friends when I would come to Ohio for for summer I used to hang out with my dad my dad was at Rickenbacker uh, okay. Air National Fair Guard enough. base Fair when enough. it was when it was an God active duty him. base oh yeah right so we had all these friends and my one friend Robin was like really into Duran Duran and kind of introduced them to my sister and I and then it became this group of us frenzied girls who just loved them and of course then they blew up you know and everybody loved them for me I think it was just the exoticness of the fact that they had an accent that they weren't from you know the United States States, and there's something alluring about that for a young girl. She was <laughs> even a girl at 46. <laughs> and, you know, and it, it does sound sacrilegious to say Beatlemania when when talking about this, but it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it was crazy, and and they all had their favorite. And this was a time where we'd wear our jean jackets, and it was just covered in pens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Button mania. So you'd have all these pens all over the place, and and these Duran Duran girls. I mean, they'd have their hair teased to the ceiling, mm-hmm. and and uh, there they, I I was I was into you guys. <laughs> I, I you know that's why I kind of and you unfortunately know, we weren't into you because no we had no because I I was not John Taylor <laughs> exactly. There's no way I could pink. get my hair to do that. Yeah. There was no way I could get my hair to do that. Well, and that's like my bedroom was covered in Duran Duran posters, ceiling and all. And I think about the money that my parents invested in teen magazines. And I think they probably could have put me through college. Uh, Look, and I'll say this, and I can say this now, you know, as a 46-year-old dude, soon to be 46 years old, Nick Rhodes was hot. I mean, Nick Rhodes oh, totally. was a pretty. He was pretty. Well, I mean, Nick he Rhodes was, was the, good looking. He, he was looked, the, He looked like something. He looked like a chick off Dynasty. He was the <laughs> epitome really, of glam rock. Oh and if you God. think about it, all those metal boys with their long hair <laughs> oh, and everything, they took the step from Nick Rhodes, and that he he made it okay to for guys to wear makeup. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So my Nikki Six button mm-hmm. at the time the eye had nothing to do with Nick Rhodes, but looking back on it, maybe so. A little bit, maybe so. He was avant garde. They brought that. Yeah, look at that. Look, look at, at that. Look gorgeous. at him. Yeah, he's hot. Isn't and he? hot hair, everything. The lipstick. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the dude t- had it going on. So the two guys that went over and and formed Power Station, and really, there's always with these kind of <laughs> bands that have. Uh, the fandom that a Duran Duran has. There's always one guy in the band. That's the that, Ringo. That doesn't, ri- well, then there's that. But there's always the one guy in the band that he he's, he's he really doesn't want to be in this band too much. He's just, he's more of a rocker. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like Donnie. It's you, all about Donnie, Donnie Walmer, he was the he was the bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Andy, Andy, <laughs> Andy Taylor, mm-hmm. a phenomenal guitar player. He's a shredder. He is an he's absolute shredder. Yeah. shredder. yeah. He was, and and that's why I, that's how I legitimized it, you know. 
growing exactly. up and you know and, and this this record yeah. was right Listen in there with traps. my with my docking and my crew and my rat and my, you know and all that stuff <laughs> he he did man he was he was a hell and john taylor was too this was an amazing amazing band this record sound wise was so ahead of its time as oh, well totally. So it's so thick and powerful and just awesome. It sounds it more did... like a Bowie record as opposed to like a uh, like you a can 80s thank pop the gang record. from Chic. Yeah, that's yeah. for damn. Oh skippy. yeah, Niles. And you know what's funny is Niles Rogers did a lot of things with Duran Duran. I mean, you can hear his influence on Bernard a lot Edwards. of there's, yeah. Oh yeah, a lot there's of their, a lot of those guys um, in Chic. Was it Chubby Broccoli? Wasn't he the one who did the a View <laughs> to a Kill with you're them? You're making me hungry. <laughs> view to a Kill. Oh yeah. my God, I remember that. Uh-huh. Oh. But you know, it's funny. These two guys, John Taylor and Andy Taylor. And to me, Andy's the Ringo, you know? I mean, like, he's one that not very many people liked. But Andy, they took a sabbatical after Seven and the Ragged Tiger, decided that they needed a break. That was when they were all going to do their little side oh, we're projects. We're getting our Duran Duran mm-hmm. lesson yeah. right here, Rex. Get ready. Say and that again. Andy decided he didn't want to go back after... Um, well, yeah. After Power Station, he wanted to do his solo career, which, of course, we know went wah, wah, wah. It was bad. I mean, that totally it was bad. It was yeah. really bad. Yeah. Shredder or not, <laughs> he had right. no career after he left yeah. Duran Duran. Yeah. But um, the guys wanted to do something harder. They wanted to do something more Led Zeppelin-y and all that. And you and I were talking before with this. It, it's interesting. All the artwork was done by John Taylor. All the video artwork, uh, the red and black, everything was inspired by him and his drawings. How cool is that? I know. Right. Look, he even drew a nipple. It was I know, just right? so hot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, the young lady, now, as we find out, the young lady in that first... Now, the, the, the singles off of this was Some Like It Hot, Bang a Gong, Get It On, and Communication. Uh, the young lady in the first video um, was not a lady. No, she was yeah. a transvestite. Oh! Talk about ahead of your time. Yeah. yeah, man. Mm-hmm. But it, it, just such a great time for music and art. And, and this record... It, you know, our boss, Michelle, yeah. and I were talking about this, and I said, you know, Trish and I are going to be doing the Power Station record. This record, Greg, did so much than just highlight Power Station. We really learned, for some of us, 14, 15, 16-year-olds, we learned about Robert Palmer. That was mm-hmm. what brought him back into the, the, the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, I'd never, but I went out and got Sneak and Sally mm-hmm. through the alley, you know what I mean? I, I went and kind of did my homework on him after that, once I heard this record. Michelle was saying... How she discovered Chic, yeah, and just kind of went back to the that cool. '70s vibe and and was listening to Chic. This was a big part of me going out and discovering Mark Bolin. Cool was the Bang a Gong Get It On. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was when I was like, "This is awesome." What 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 is this whole T Rex thing? And that's how I just dis- that you know. In that case, it's it's all worth it. It, it's it really is, man. It really is for sure. <laughs> that's right? that's why we're doing this record, Trish. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're doing this because. This isn't a Duran Duran record. This is a great rock album. It's iconic in a lot of ways, and it really has tentacles. Can I say that? Sure, it's, it really yeah. kind of goes out and it grabs you from for for different reasons. That's why it really is a good record. I told my buddies it was an Iron Maiden album, but uh, <laughs> I got home and I was jamming on Power Station. Nice. So yeah, we had three singles off off this Trish. Some like it hot, bang a gong, get it on, and then communication, which really kind of fizzled. And right. you were talking about communication before we even went on here. That was uh, that was really the first thing that they put together. Yeah, and it's interesting because when they first started out with this project, they were not going to just have one singer. They were going to have multiple singers do the album with them. 
they had several different singers come in and do songs with them and record. Mick Jagger, one of them, David Bowie, and they had Robert Palmer come in. Well, the first song that they had him record was Communication. They liked him so well on that. They had told him that they were they were doing Get It On, Bang a Gong, and he immediately was like, I have to sing this song with you, and the rest is history. And then he ended up screwing him, basically. He and... didn't tour with them, and that was like a big deal. Uh-oh. And yeah. you bring up like the Addicted to Loves and the, right, right, the, right, that right. Riptide album, Trish, that was mm-hmm. basically him just kind of taking off. People say he used this to kind of spotlight his career again and then go. Right. Right. Uh... And then that's why he had a solo career, and then he just he kind of he took off from there. And he got there. really poopy about it, too. I mean, he... Um... You know, in interviews, people well, basically called him out. Trish, and, I mean, honestly, what? That's the British for you. I yeah, mean, quite I honestly, they just—they—they <laughs> yeah, just let him fight, Trish. Just he let him fight. <laughs> right, just let him fight. <laughs> and then he tried to say that they stole everything from him. You know, I mean, it's—it's it's always a he said, she said type of thing, or he said, he said. But I honestly, Robert Palmer is one of the best singers in totally. rock history. Cool. Yeah. Period. Period. He's kick ass. Uh, when I think of class. And, and, and music that that I love listening to, uh, I would I, I don't want to sound sacrilegious here and compare him to a Brian Ferry, but I always kind of think of just class mm-hmm. when I think of those two. Those guys put on suits. Mm-hmm. The ladies liked it. The dudes liked it. You were gonna get some when you put their music on. And and I think Robert Palmer really, you know, God, it's 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 still hard to believe that he's gone. I know. It's two thousand three. Tony Thompson died also that year, mm-hmm. the drummer on this record, which this this album, a lot of people will pick different things. I got buddies now who admit that, yeah, they bought the record as well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they like the drums on it. The I mean, drums it's, are it's, awesome. Oh, it's oh, it's and thick, it's, man. Some it's, of that's electronic shit, stuff, yeah, too. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, the drums, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's such a great sound. This record has just an amazing sound to it, sonically. Yes. Sonically, it's just, it's really thick, it's really cool. And it sounds like nothing else that any of these artists ever did. Even Riptide, and you want to say what you want about, you know, Robert Palmer's you know, solo career and all that stuff. This this was his this was his finest moment, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah, but I'm an '80s kid, so I'm sure there's some of the guys would say that the solo stuff was in the '70s was better. But no, not for me, man. I think this was really. This was a great time for music. What was a turning point for him in his career as far as rejuven- uh, rejuvenating mm-hmm. himself and actually really, if you think about it, recharacterizing himself as a different persona for a different genre and a different, yeah, I mean, you know, for a different age group. You think about those models yeah. well, and, and all those too. videos that he had mm-hmm. as a solo artist. You think about how sexist those videos would be considered now sure. and back then. Even girls were like, I totally loved him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't care. Yeah. They didn't care. They well, that's wanted the thing. to be that's, a bimbo girl. Well, with yeah. I mean, that's, that's back to Brian Ferry. That's yeah. what they did. You yeah. didn't really care because they're, they look, they look so good and they look good in a suit. I know. They just glamorized everything. They really did. Uh, I should, oh, you know what? And normally, Trisha. Yes. Trisha Moore, radio personality, joining <laughs> us in the studio. And uh, Trish, we usually have a hop stupid. Uh, made by Lagunitas. Right. And I wanted just to say to you that there's nothing stupid about you and, and the guests that we had, Greg, here <laughs> in, in with us today. But there's a whole lot of devil in there, dude. <laughs> That's why I grabbed the hot devil. That is why I grabbed the hot devil for Trisha, for sure. 
So and we've I been think it's to, fitting, yes. And we've been wanting to do this for a while, Trish. So I, I'm, yeah, thank you for having me, and I'm, look, I'm really enjoying myself. Look at these. Look at let's look at some of these pictures. Did you show uh, Greg the calendar you got? Look at this, yeah, Greg. Yeah, the Chippendales. She's got a Chippendales calendar. What year would that be? This is from 1989. This is the year I graduated from high me school. Me too. Oh, look at that. Yeah, and totally. Wow. I mean, like this is before manscaping. The dude has There's more a lot of hair. hair around his thigh area than he does on wow. his chest. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> I know, right? He's all. It looks like an oiled up Kip Winger. He totally does. You can really see through that white Kip fog. Wasn't I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to, <laughs> yeah. Trish. The but banana I, my, boat. My <laughs> eyes are drawn, like Greg. A, uh, a white cotton panty they're wearing. It does, yeah. right? It's like all folded up. And... Oh, there's a lot of these boys oh. want to be Fabio, except this guy. This... Yeah, this is the okay. This is the picture I showed my stepmom last night when we were going through this, Look and we that. both were like <laughs> oh. giggling because yeah. he definitely is <laughs> long. Well, let me see. Hold on, I, mean, I didn't see that. He's uh, long in the torso area. He's endowed. I was just kind of looking at. I was thinking maybe Tuesdays, Thursdays are arms and back, but sure during his workout. Out, but let's look here. Just uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I can see that. I'm trying to get a look at it. Greg, take a look at it. Take a look at this junk. Look at that, man. See what you think of that. That's that's uh, and that's a calendar. I mean, it's 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 smaller. But if you look, you can, that's that's two or three fingers. That's two or three fingers worth right there. That boy. This puts Robert Plant to shame. Oh, look at that. That's more than a couple of thumbs. He's contemplating life. Yeah, that silly boy with the paintbrush in his mouth. Yeah, he's gonna paint something for you, Trish. I'm not yeah. into that. Though. He's gonna paint a picture I'd have of the dark-haired guy. He's gonna paint a picture of you and John Taylor, <laughs> right? On a They're on Simon LeBon's yacht. <laughs> oh, good. And, and, oh, and on the back page, it has their inside stories. Get out. Give me. Hey, what's the uh, deal with the what's what's dongers? What's uh, his? Yeah. What's yeah. Long Victor dogs? Brooks. Victor. What's his story? L.A. Valley boy. Victor radiates <laughs> the energy of Southern California. Tall, <laughs> tan, suave, and polite. Oh, Victor's wah, wah. dashing smile melts L.A. hearts. That is awesome. That Bro, is goes awesome. On. He has been rumored to be the cause of a few earthquakes. Oh, uh, he's out in California. Oh, that is. I can't hold that, that anymore. Right, there you go, Trish. Just take this and. Put that where you put that uh, back in your folder. Is, that's a, yeah, my well, folder. And there's her picture of John. That's John Taylor. Yeah, check that out. Look at him. I put my. That's okay, dude. It's okay. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's some hot hair. And you know what's so funny is like that's so totally in now with the color and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, with the with the kind of the skunked look. Yeah. I mean, well, the skunky I mean, it's mullet like, look. It's yeah, skunky back. mullet. Yeah, yeah. Skunky mullet is actually going to be playing rock on the range this year, <laughs> which I'm really excited to see. Skunky, skunky mullet. mullet. Oh my god. Oh, hey, their, you better just play hit. your early shit, skunky mullet. None of that new shit. <laughs> None of that new shit. From the tomato juice bath record. Oh yeah, skunky <laughs> mullet. Look at this. I mean, oh, look, like look at Nick, this dude. She's got a never Nick ending. Nick Rhodes just screams yeah. out of the page, doesn't yeah. he? Look at at them. We'll have to take oh, these pictures. I'm Bop telling you. Magazine. Bop magazine. Yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. that was a that was that was a big that was a big I was, magazine. I was I've told you about circus and hit parader mm -hmm. and cream and rip. Those were the ones that the dudes, the, the metal heads listened to and then yeah. Bop. Yeah, Bop. I saw Bop. It was right beside my magazines. I had to get through it to get Tiger to this. Tiger Beat and Bop. Oh, Tiger Beat right on Trish. <laughs> I loved Tiger Beat. It was one of my favorites. But yeah. Let's Here's pick it. some songs. Let's okay. pick some songs, Trisha, because I'll be honest with you. The uh, Harvest for the World is an Isley Brothers song. When I first heard this record, that was the one I really, really gravitated to. Harvest for the World and another song, and I'm only saying these, and I'm only going now because I know I know where you're going to be right. leaning on this. 
still in your heart, still in your heart, last song of the album is one of my favorite songs, really, that Robert Palmer ever recorded. It reminds me of kind of a John Hughes, something at the end of a... a, a John know. Hughes movie. It does. It reminds me of something at the end of a, a John Hughes movie, like where I would... Imagine that I'm making out with Molly Ringwald. Yeah, Ducky and Molly. <laughs> we, I, finally, I finally got Molly to, to notice me, and, and, and that's that. Uh, those are two songs that I want to lean on, and, and Trish, I would love to know. Now, uh, Greg puts up a Spotify playlist, like a companion, that right. people, they can listen to as they, uh, or when they're done right, checking us out. Right, to see what out. their favorites right are. On, right on, what do you, what do you, what's some of your favorite stuff? I love Bang a Gong. It's the beginning of it still. I mean, it's just, it to me, it's so thrilling. I, try, I was listening to the album to refresh this morning when I was getting ready for work. And I mean, like, Bang a Gong so comes good. on and I'm like, oh, so God, good, it's so man. awesome. Just so good. Dancing in the shower. Um, Murderous is one of my, I love It's a great Murderous. song. Murderous. It's such a great song. Yeah, that's one of, that's probably my favorite one off the album. And, and let me throw one more out there. Uh, go to Zero. It kind of still on this record was a song that maybe you could have heard on a Duran Duran album. Right. Maybe. It had a little bit of a Duran Duran There's a definite feel. 80s vibe. Because I'll, I'll say this, most of the songs on this really didn't sound like anything else. Yeah, it's a part of the era. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, it is a sound that when you hear it, you think 80s. But really didn't sound like anything else on the radio. But you, or... almost, you almost think of it as an alternative type mm-hmm. sound. I... I, I that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That took that takes the sting off of two guys from Duran Duran exactly. on this. You know, it really does. But as we got older, and we found out the accomplished musicians in their own right. And and Andy Taylor, like you said, I mean, he's he's a hell of a guitar player. Right. Man. And that's really one of the reasons that they wanted to branch out and make the Power Station album was because especially Andy and John yeah. wanted to make they they wanted to be something other than glam you know glam hot boys that girls fell in love with. They actually wanted to show people that they. Were musicians too, and and show them, and really, that they on their sleeves, the people that they looked up to. What's that called? Where you have your you you wear your influences on your sleeves, yeah. And you can really tell that they were chic fans. You can. But it, John Taylor's a hell of a bass player too, and mm-hmm. I and, I'm, and you know I don't want to I don't want that kind of <laughs> comments going on. You know, you're just sitting there, you're slobbering all over Andy. No, John was a hell of a bass player, and it's a great rhythm section with him and Tony Thompson. Oh yeah, on on this album for sure. And it for was sure. huge for them to be able to work with their mentors or yeah. their the people who they looked up to. Who it's one of the reasons they got into into music to begin with. For sure, and and quite for honestly, sure, this sure. is this is a little bit better than Union of the Snake. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just it's it's a great rock record. You know, seriously, if you want to get into some Duran Duran stuff, listen to um, some of their their older stuff, and like it's, it's all on old. Film. It's all, oh my god, Trish, know, we're old. We it's all old. older now. It's all older now. There's one that they do. It's like the Night Boat. And it is, it's one of my favorite Duran Duran uh, songs, The Night Boat. And it's really kind of eerie and creepy sounding and really unlike anything else that you've heard Duran Duran do before. Are you telling me to save a prayer? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Huh? Some Duran Duran music. Till the morning after. Till the morning Uh, after. That that was a good song. They had some great music. They had some great. Dude, well, listen, when I hear, you know, you know, hungry like the a wolf, or mm-hmm. I hear Rio, or any of that stuff. I mean, that's that's good music, man. That's as that's uh, that's art pop. Oh, I mean, it, it, it is. Pop. It's good music, man. It really is good music. Yeah. Did you enjoy your hop devil? I did. Thank you, Trisha. I'm w- growing horns now. We need to do this again. Yes, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. In. It I was, hope you had it was fun. A blast. I, I had, had fun. I had so much fun. Uh, 
Anytime I can hang out with hot men, I'm having fun. Oh, God, that. Well, no, no, <laughs> let no, us know not with all those. Some. Yeah, let us know after I was looking at that. To the posters in my folder. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, looking at that calendar, are you nice. flipping kidding me? Thank you, Trisha Moore. Really appreciate it for producer Greg Hansberry. I'm Arch Madness, and this has been Vinyl Analysis. <laughs> Fun, Trish. I did. Isn't that Thank cool, you. dude? Yes.